Brothers and sisters, good afternoon. We're nearly at the end of our Easter season and the celebration of Pentecost is coming. Uh, today our scripture and our attention is drawn to how we're going to get there. How we receive and apply the gifts of the Holy Spirit and that is not an easy journey. The saints and Holy Mother Church commend all of the faithful for their perseverance. Why? Because we are an Easter people. Every one of us in faith, in obedience, and love are called to Christ to follow his way. Some time ago, one of my granddaughters, Sophia, who is now six, asked me about that. Papa, where are we driving? Where are we going? Which way are we going? Why do you ask, I said. She said, because I'm hungry. I want to eat something before we get there. Sophia, as all of my 10 grandchildren and children do, give me a good segue into homilies and the gospel. She was asking how to get where we are going. And of course I replied, if you know where you are, you know the way, Sophie. Yes, but when you're driving, no one knows how long it will take. You stop and talk to people wherever you go. Sophia, we're on the way home. I want to bring others with us. There was a pause and then she replied, Papa, that's what mom always says. Just be quiet, Papa will get us there. Who taught your mom? You did, Papa. Any other questions? Of course, at that point, her four-year-old sister Sadie had just one. Papa, can I drive? <laughs> I'm not sure they understood how I was responding. How can we know the way of our destination if we don't know where we are and have confidence in the driver who is guiding us there? Jesus faces a similar exchange from Thomas in the Gospel. Master, how can we know the way? To which Jesus replies, I am the way and the truth and the life. Do not let your hearts be troubled. I am going to the Father. At which point uh, they, both of my uh, granddaughters uh, then uh, replied, you're our grandfather, not our father. Jesus is always right. Do not let your hearts be troubled particularly when you're driving six-year-olds and four-year-olds. The words of our Savior are incredibly consoling. They promise that God loves us. He is waiting for us. Our future is together. So love has a place for us with him. So you can see how much we are appreciated by Father God. Our future is together. We are not alone, and we will not be abandoned. How do we know that? If the Lord God is Father to Jesus, and Jesus is the Son of God, what does that make us, every one of us? Hello, brother. Hello, sister. We're all brothers and sisters to Jesus. I hope that image touches your heart as much as it does mine. We may be born of different mothers, but we are brothers and sisters in Christ. Just don't let your heart be troubled by that. 
This is the last discourse of Jesus. Within the next 24 hours, he is going to be brutally tortured, crucified, and abandoned. But true love, divine love, is unrelenting, even when those who say that they are disciples cannot or do not care to acknowledge it. Believe it because of what you have seen in me, he tells Philip. In me you have seen the Father. In me you have received the Father's love, and you know the way to where I am going. We were talking in the sacristy a few minutes ago before Mass started about um, the fact that the disciples and the apostles don't always understand what Jesus is saying to them. And I said to Father, let's make this very simple. We're all going to die. And that's what he uh, ultimately uh, told them. So this comes uh, at the Last Supper, and he didn't have too much time remaining in this world. He's returning to the Father, and it will be a painful journey. He will leave with wounds. Every one of us here lives with ours. No matter what has happened in our lives, uh, love and life define us in some way or another. And there are wounds in them. Today there will be, and the future holds them. I don't know what mine will be. I don't know what yours will be. But you are not alone when we are wounded. Jesus is with us. And we, with Jesus in us, are with one another. And that is an infinite gift. Our wounds in faith in Christ are always wrapped in an opportunity for reconciliation, sacrifice, and love. And that's the mystery of the Eucharist and the life of the church. That's the way he asks us to follow. The truth he asks that we believe. The life we are called to live and to endure. And it is not always easy. And every one of us in this church this afternoon knows that. But there is peace in it. I know. I was there just a short time ago and brought back to life. And of course, when the disciples asked like little children... What happens then? Jesus tells them, watch. Your future is with me, but you have to die. Die to self. As Luke outlines in our reading from the sixth chapter of Acts, don't worry. In the providence of God, the apostles were too busy spreading the word of Jesus, requiring their devotion to prayer and ministry to the word. But with the poor and the widows, with children, more was needed. They selected seven reputable men of spirit and wisdom and immediately created a diaconate. Why? Because no one can accomplish the kingdom alone. The church, this church, is a community, a holy family. It draws its strength from the presence of God within it, not through isolated individuals. However strong they may be, however blessed they may be or filled with grace, however devout or gifted they may be, in Christ and through Christ we announce his praises by being greater than one man or woman alone. It is his truth, his way, his life that guides us to the Father. We are being invited to trust the God who awaits us in the mystery of the Eucharist for that strength. So pray always for your priests that the power and the faculty of consecration increases by their number and presence for us all 
because Jesus gathers us into union, even in our differences. The body of Christ in the Catholic Church is solid, a unique part of the church. Christ is unique according to his presence in each of us for his purpose. That's not individualism, by the way. Individualism uh, is, from the 16th century, a Protestant idea. That's why there are so many different Christian churches around uh, the world. There is one Catholic church. Many can take the Bible and apply it correctly, and they do. But if they change it ever so slightly to their desired proclamation and not Jesus, there is danger. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And in him, the guiding source of unity, unity, and we hear it uh, over and over in uh, the course of the Mass, but it is in unity which is necessary for our salvation. All of us want to get home to heaven, have confidence and trust that we're in the right place here at our Holy Family family to learn how to get there. We have the grace of Eucharist to know that in the heart. We have the sacraments to strengthen our spirit and forgive us. And brothers and sisters, we have each other to comfort and console us. We are a holy family in Christ. Amen.